Let's talk summer festivities, whether it's celebrating graduations, jetting off on summer adventures, or dancing the night away at the epic end of summer wedding, Macy's has got you covered. Seriously, Macy's is like my summer savior. I have a fancy wedding on the horizon, so now I'm on the hunt for the perfect black tie dress, and you better believe Macy's is my first stop. I mean, with brands like DKNY and Michael Kors, it's a no-brainer. Macy's is the MVP of wedding season. And speaking of summer vibes, I'm already daydreaming about lazy days by the pool, Macy's is my go-to for all things poolside. Bathing suits that make you feel like a million bucks, beach towels to soak up the sun, and even floaties to keep the kids entertained. They've seriously got it all. So whether you're glamming up for a special occasion or stocking up for summer fun, shop at Macy's.com or in-store to find everything you need to make this summer unforgettable. Don't miss out. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store and let's make this summer one for the books. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network. iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice Award-winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We're scrubbing in. Tanya and I are back together. Back together and it feels so good. Oh, gorgeous. I got home from uh, my trip last week, so I didn't come over um, out of respect to the pandemic and such. Um, and so I quarantined and only saw the people 
that I was on the trip with. So it's great to great to be in your presence again. It is great to be in your presence again too. Although I saw you over the weekend, Becca scared the literal living daylights out of me because, um, so I've had a little bit, I don't want to say stalker, but there's kind of this man that like lingers around my running trail and it's got me a little spooked. And so it's broad daylight and I'm like walking my route and all of a sudden out of nowhere comes this like scare. (laughs) Okay. I'll tell it from my perspective. I'm so upset. I didn't film it because my sister and I were just running errands on, um, like this main street on Ventura Boulevard and, um, just we're coming out of the parking garage we parked in and I see Tanya on her like daily walk or run or whatever. And so I go up to her and I just went to like tap her to be like, Hey, cause she had her headphones in. I wish y'all could have, you would have thought that I was dressed as like a scary clown or something. Like it was the most dramatic reaction. Her eyes got almost bulged out of her head and she like leaned backwards. Like, like, are you okay? Went into traffic. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) it was so, (laughs) it was very Tanya, but it's my sister, even Hink was like, that's just so weird. I mean, I know that she goes on a on a run every day but the fact that the timing worked out that we were passing at the same time and I I was like I see her on her run or walk all the time and I scream at her if I'm across the street or something and she never hears me so I know it's actually been becoming kind of a fun thing because I feel I I mean I don't want to say I'm like the mayor of Studio City (laughs) but I'm daily out on like a good you know hour and a half I I take a lot of miles down and I swear I see at least one or two people that I know in their car that like honk and waves I'm like this is like my new quarantine catch-up I see they'll text me and be like hey how are you and I'm like hey it's been a while how are you it is funny though because sometimes I'll see wells running around it's just funny like people you see and you don't want to be, I mean, Tanya, obviously I was going to say something, but when someone's in that zone, you don't want to go up and like interrupt their, you know, their flow. But I said, what the heck? Yeah. How <laughs> weird if I just walked by and not said anything. It's funny though, because I was, um, so there's like this day, it's like the two, the day and the two days before I get my period, it's almost as if, um, this like gremlin crawls up me and just sucks the living life out of me. And so it was like one, it was one of those days. And so I couldn't, I just couldn't run. So I just was walking and that startle like really jolted me to where like I was really It made tired. you start your period. You started your period, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like really tired after that. I was like, I can't continue. I just got to go home. <laughs> yeah. I had a weird, I had a weirdly, and I'm also about to start my period. I think we're maybe almost synced up, but. I love that. Yeah, I know you do. Um, I was so just emotional this week and I'm kind of going through this thing where I don't know if anyone else ever goes through this. I felt it from you. Yeah because I kind of check I check out I just check out um but like in like a bunch of different relationships and work stuff I just have felt this feeling of like not being enough or not being good enough or not being able to be what the people in my life need me to be it's like in my relationship and friendships and you know family stuff and I was just so emotional this week and cried a lot. And Tanya texted me and was like, because sometimes she'll just text me random things. And a lot of times if I'm doing something, I'll look at it and then put my phone down. And she was like, 
what's going on? Why aren't you responding to my texts? And I realized that I had just totally, like when I have so much other stuff going on in my head, I just kind of, I check out. I know. It's, it's so like weird. I, I felt it because, I mean, I don't like, I feel like I've gotten better about not bombarding you with things. Mm-hmm. So I will occasionally, you know, check in and Saturday I was doing like turning, you know, my home into winter wonderland. I saw and that downstairs. I uh, wanted to uh, invite you over on Saturday night to mm-hmm. like for my little pizza party of one. <laughs> and um, I texted you, but you never wrote me back. And I, I, I didn't like, I wasn't mad or anything like that. But right. then I texted you the next day and I asked you something and you weren't responding. And I was just like, what's up with you? I know. Like, I could feel it. Like, I was like, what's going on? I know. It's weird though. But it's it's good to have someone like you who checks in and like, Cause all of a sudden I realized uh, I looked back at our text and I was like, Oh, like I haven't, you know, like I read these, but I haven't been responding. So I I think, I don't know if that's a personality type. I don't know if it's cause you know, it's that time of the month, whatever it is, but it was a rough week. I'm happy for a Monday. I mean, I don't normally love celebrating Mondays, but (laughs) I I feel you in a way too. Like I, I haven't, I've been emotional in a different sense. Like I, um, I've been really taking a lot of things personal Lately, I'm like, there was this whole thread and I've been very absent in the Facebook group because Mm -hmm. it's taken me down a dark path lately and it's made me like sad. And then somebody told me to go read the reviews on the podcast and then I don't do that. Oh my, I was just shook to my core and (laughs) I normally can like let these things roll off my back. Like I have this, like what people can call it toxic positivity. I don't care. (laughs) I like being in this bubble, so I'm just going to keep on keeping on. Um, but it really shook me and I feel like I've been feeling the same way this week, like just very ultra sensitive, kind of down. Um, and I've just been like, I've been trying to be proactive and and turning it around. Hence, Mm -hmm. hence the, the Christmas spirit in my home before Thanksgiving. I also read, there was a thread and it was talk. It was actually the, the thread started with like a positive, like, Hey, let's go leave our girls, um, some positive reviews. I was reading some and there's some nasty, mean ones on there. So like, let's go and look, they were like, you know, lifting us up. But in the thread, some people posted screenshots of the negative ones. And I, you know, of course come upon them and read them. And I was just shocked that people take the time to be so critical and I think I posted something last night in the group that was saying like it's everyone's kind of down right now like the whole mood everywhere is kind of down and the weight of our words are heavier than they've ever been before yeah and it was just kind of this from someone posted something like before you say something Think about the weight of what you're saying and how it might affect the person you're saying it to. And then I'm not in the whole post is like, don't not do it. Like if you need to say something, say it, but take into consideration like what it could make someone feel right now. And I was just going to say like, it's such a reminder. And a lot of the negative comments are around politics. And I don't think this is a political podcast at all. But when there's the biggest election in the world happening, for us not to acknowledge it would be bizarre. Yeah. And I guess I think when I read stuff or I listen to podcasts or I watch YouTube videos or I look on Instagram, if I I go into it knowing that I'm most likely going to disagree with maybe a thought or an opinion, and I just mark that in my head of, oh, I disagree, and then I keep listening or I keep scrolling, 
the, to take energy and time to write some of those comments. Yeah. I just can't grasp it. But I also think that that like <laughs> weighed me down a little bit. For sure. So, yeah. I think. Especially you have this a little bit of a uh, people please. Like you're a little a, bit of a, a people little, pleasing A little complex. bit. Yeah. I don't have that. And this these rocked me. So these probably rocked, shook you to your innermost Lebanon. I was going to say labia, but then that felt <laughs> dirty. So I said Lebanon. Lebanon. My Lebanon. I don't even know where that is. I don't either. Um, it's by your phalange. Okay. My finger? No, that's not a real thing. Do you know friends? A phalange is a real thing. Oh, it is? <laughs> it is? It's your finger. A phalange is a real thing? You swear? Tanya. Mark? The phalanges are the bones of the fingers and toes. Oh, oh, so it is. Oh, so because she was saying, talking about a plane, that the plane's phalange broke or something. Yeah, but. But I didn't know it was a real thing. <laughs> oh, I think I learned that in like fifth or sixth grade. It was in my youth. Anyways, <laughs> it definitely struck me down to my phalange. It struck me down <laughs> to my phalange too. So you know what? I think I think that we are going to. We actually have a brainstorm today after the podcast. Mm-hmm. I know Mark's been feeling a little sonsy lately too, and um, <laughs> yes, Mark. He said, hmm. <laughs> um, "So we're gonna. You know, we do. We if you have things to say and you have things to share, you know, we do have to be open to listening to criticism because you know if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. So one thousand. I am not opposed. I embrace criticism do I like it like am I comfortable in it no not at all but I also can take criticism especially when I feel like it's gonna make me a better person which I'm gonna get to another topic in a little bit but when it's just blatant I don't like their opinion and I think they're trash right that's not the same right I know and you know what the people who are so up in arms about me talking about my period I'm just gonna keep talking about it more because you know what (laughs) We all get it every month. Oh, is that what they were saying about you? <laughs> yeah, there was no. somebody that was really upset. Uh, let, 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 me, let me say something here, because this is a problem that's actually becoming a bigger issue with all of our podcasts we do at iHeart. And it's reading the comments. And it's Ben and Ashley, and it's Dean and Jared, and it's Jenny and Tori, the new one, 90210MG. It's you guys. We, the opinion of one person sends the hosts into a spiral for 24 hours. They can't even speak because they second guess every word out of their mouth. And we need to not do that. We need to do the show that we think is the best show we can do. And that's it. And if people want to listen, they can. And if they don't want to, then they don't have to. That's it. That's all we can do. And you know what's so funny is, like, I swear, the, I, I, I'd say maybe 75% of the DMs and messages that I get from, from women are about some sort of period, vagina, something. And I swear it's because when you open that door, like, ever, we all have these issues. So it's like people feel like they can come to me to, like, talk about their vagina woes. And I'm so happy about that. You know what I mean? Like that makes me happy because it's something that I've had to struggle with and things that I've had to deal with. So it's like somebody can feel, you know, uh, that they are comfortable to open up to me about that. Then I'm so happy and I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm going to make it my middle name. 
Yeah. And I agree, Mark. I think, I mean, I especially, because I am such a people pleaser, I go like, I want everyone to like the podcast. I want everyone to be happy, but it's just impossible. And honestly, with dealing with the personal relationship stuff, I'm like, I don't think I have the extra energy to worry about the opinions of a few people because I thought that the vice president being a woman was cool. Like, I feel like I don't need to defend that. Like, you know, it's just so extreme. I know. I felt the same way that that month, that month, or maybe it wasn't a month, it was like three weeks that Red Star and I were like kind of songs. I had the same, I was like, I don't have the, I don't even have the bandwidth to have any sort of anything even enter my brain right now. Yeah. So if, if you need a break from the podcast, take a break. We will embrace you taking a break. <laughs> and we're we're going to keep doing our thing and we're always we're going to try to make the podcast the best that it can be and I think this year was definitely a growing phase and we talked about this already, but we are we're having a meeting after this. We're trying we're going to talk about like what this podcast is, who it's for, what we're talking about. And I just want it to be fun. Like I want this podcast to be an escape where you put it on and you kind of go into a world where you're just hanging out with your best friends. And I don't, I don't need it to be anything that causes controversy, but if we say something you don't like and you don't want to listen to the podcast anymore, that's okay. You know what my favorite episode was this year? And I, cause I, you know, I was looking at the numbers just because like, I'm curious to see like which yeah, yeah, podcasts yeah. do better and yep. stuff. And my favorite podcast was the one where we were in Palm Springs and we interviewed Sabrina Carpenter and you just like well, went down. Yeah, that was classic, truly. <laughs> How do you beat it? Went through <laughs> the numbers were truly just, um, all right, great. So from now, uh, after the the meeting will involve us talking about how to get me just wasted yeah. before every podcast. Um, Spicy marks every Monday afternoon. Yeah. I don't hate it for the rest of the year. I'd be down to if we did like, you know, cocktail hour while we did the podcast. It's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But on the flip side, what I was saying about taking criticism, on our live show, we had on um, Hunter and... Nick as our mantle, who we love them both. And Hunter made a comment about Nick said that he was dyslexic and then Hunter made a joke about it. And we all just kind of laughed and didn't really acknowledge it or acknowledge that it was wrong. And Julie, our scrubber, she's amazing. We've met her at so many live shows. She took us on the gray set. Like she's just like part of the fam. And she posted about it in the Facebook group, just saying that it was very hurtful and stood up for people who have learning disabilities and how hurtful the the words were from Hunter. But also, I think what I wanted to take responsibility for was not saying anything. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is like when it was happening, and I almost feel like I, I feel just with comedians in general, I feel like sometimes they take it somewhere where it's always a little uncomfortable. Right. And I just kind of go with it you know what I mean and I know in my gut that I shouldn't uh-huh. laugh but I just kind of go and I felt that but I just kind of you know it was a live show and I was just like ah, right you know just kind of went with it mm-hmm. and it's so true like it's you know like I you have to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and like really walk that walk and right. that would hurt my feelings so much me too and it's I think it would hurt honestly I, f- I felt like she was more hurt by the fact that w- she knows us right. and that we didn't say anything. And I think a lot of times, I mean, I, I would say both of us, I can speak for myself, 
massively, I hate confrontation. So anything where I have to call someone out is uncomfortable, but I was more uncomfortable with the fact afterwards that I didn't say anything. And I wanted to thank Julie because she kind of opened my eyes to something that I can be more aware of now because it really came, a lot of it came from just being ignorant and uneducated on the topic. But I was so... But also like not even, um, not being intentional. You know what I mean? Like we heard it. We just... Yeah. Went with it. And and at the very least, you know, we could have said, hey, um, when you're, you know, I could have texted Mark and said, hey, can you cut this part out? It was like insensitive after the fact, but didn't even think to do that, to be honest. So I just wanted to say thank you to Julie for standing up for people who may feel uncomfortable standing up for themselves and sure. kind of opening our eyes to something that we can be more aware of and more sensitive to. And I don't want this to be about Hunter being a bad person because I love Hunter. I, I know too. you love Hunter. And I don't think he, I, and you know what? I feel like he would also feel the same. I think Hunter is, like you said, I think he's funny and he's a comedian and that's kind of hit, everything is to make everything light and funny and a joke. And sometimes they just, you know, are insensitive yeah. and that's just how things are. But Um, I just wanted to apologize for us not saying something and also thanking Julie for, um, being vulnerable and brave enough to communicate her feelings rather than just being hurt and not saying anything. Yeah. And we love you and we're really, really sorry. And again, like appreciate you keeping, like keeping it, holding us accountable. Yeah. We accept criticism and accountability. For sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, for sure with things like that. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I want people, I want, like, I yeah. welcome that. But I just think there's a, there's also a difference between being, you know, things that we should be held accountable for and things that are just, just down An opinion. Different yeah, opinion. Right. Yeah. Like, um, also, I need to talk about the Grays episode. Okay, wait, hold on. Before we go into the Grey's episode, I need you guys to do me a favor because I don't think I know how IMDb works because people have been messaging me that all these names are in the IMDb for season 17 of Grey's, like Denny Duquette and not Denny, his real name. What's his real name? Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, very good. Very nice. Thank you. Thank um, you. That all these names are like in IMDb so that they're all coming back, but how come I no. can't find that? It's well, we can, I'll give you a tutorial after, but we <laughs> talked about this on the live show. Uh, Taylor Banks had told right, us that, right. but we, I think a lot of those came from the Alex leaving episode, the flashbacks and stuff, but we don't know. We truly don't. We won't know until the season moves forward, but I want to talk about that. We can talk more about that if you, you look confused, but uh, yeah, we can talk more about that, but we're going to take a quick break oh. and then we'll be back. <laughs> Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's Gift Finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's Gift Finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. 
With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking, and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could. I mean, she is literally like my hero, my shero. Shero, for sure. That's amazing. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending my mom farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And we got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so that you can send some too. Here's why we love the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick a delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code SCRUBBING for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code SCRUBBING. Books.com promo code SCRUBBING. Rakuten is a rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, pets, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores like Macy's, Best Buy, Petco, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the easiest and smartest way to find the best deals and savings. And every time I visit Rakuten.com, I'm always shocked by the thousands of brands that are featured. Me too. Did you know that Ticketmaster is one of those brands? So next time you're trying to see your favorite artist live, you can earn cash back when buying tickets with Rakuten. And the best part, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Plus, cashback rates change daily so you can keep checking to find the best deal. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving and their members have earned over $4.6 billion in cashback. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, we're back. So, Grey's Anatomy, second, 
Well, technically, I guess the third episode, but second week that it's been back. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a slow episode. Yeah. It kind of felt a little repetitive of last, the first one, the fir- the premiere a little bit. Would anyone agree? If I can't tell you a pivotal moment from the episode, it's. Well, I can tell you a pivotal well, moment. Okay. Okay. Besides McDreamy, like, okay. I took notes. Oh, <laughs> because I feel like I always come on the podcast and I have so much to say about an episode or something. And then I don't take notes and nothing. I don't understand what Derek Shepard means when he says the sand isn't real. Like, am I dense? Am I not understanding something? I think he's just saying like, we're in a dream and I took it more as the sand signify something. I don't know. But when, okay, hold on. Cause I'm going to get to when she fell and they were started laughing. I hated that. Um, okay. Something that really stood out to me and it was a really simple moment, but I think because I've been so emotional this week about like feeling like I'm a disappointment in a bunch of different relationships (laughs) and struggling with that. I think it struck me because Bailey, when Bailey comes up to Joe and she says, just so you know, um, your hard work hasn't gone unnoticed. And like, it was just such a good reminder of like being able to hear that you're appreciated and that you're doing a good job is so important right now. Yeah. And I thought that was such a sweet moment of all of the people that are working so hard, our healthcare workers, the, our essential workers, just say, thank you. Like say like, I appreciate what you're doing. It doesn't go unnoticed because I thought that was such a, a small but significant moment of her acknowledging as someone in power, how, uh, you know, who Bailey is acknowledging the hard work of like the stress and what's going on. You know, that's a good point. I feel like sometimes even when I'm at the grocery store, like sometimes I'll, I'll talk to be talking to my um, cashier Mm -hmm. and I'm just, I like, I've maybe said it a handful of times in the pandemic, but like, thank you for coming Mm -hmm. into work. Like, Mm -hmm. thank you for being an essential worker. And I'm like, why don't I do that every day? (laughs) It's not that hard. Yeah. I think it was just, yeah, for some reason that struck out to me and it wasn't really a significant moment. Also, I thought the end with Link and Amelia was <laughs> mildly to massively uncomfortable. <laughs> because, first of all, I think he's so hot. I, I really think he has a really, uh, respectfully, because we did speak to him and his wife, and right. I know he's married and very happy, but respectfully, he's very good looking. He has a really nice body. But, and I love Amelia. I like them together, but I don't feel this, like, intense chemistry or anything. No, I feel zero chemistry. But, like, even when they woke up in that bed together after they had, like, birthday sex, and they were, like, wrapped in sheets and stuff, I was just like, who are they kidding? (laughs) (laughs) Who are they trying to fool? Because it ain't me. (laughs) That's my, those were my notes on them. (laughs) Um, And then, do you, I kind of have a bad feeling about the Karasik having COVID thing. Yeah, I, I'm like a little bit nervous that he's going down a, 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 a dark path, and I'm, I'm nervous because I like him. Because I want him with Teddy, which I feel like Teddy's just a mess right a now. Mess. Like she's just like going to anyone and seeing who she can, can apologize and who will, like, she's trying to see who she can apologize to and who will talk to her, and everyone's just like, no. <laughs> you screwed me over. <laughs> I don't know why she's trying to get back with Owen so much. <laughs> I don't either. I love Kim Raver, though. 
I'm going to defend Teddy till the end of time. Um, I just am nervous that that's going to be what ends the triangle is Karasik being getting COVID. Yeah, maybe he might go dark. Yeah, I think he's having a downward spiral, which I'm nervous about. <laughs> okay, and finally, Derek and Meredith on the beach. When that music started, I have chills all over my body just thinking about it. The Derek and Meredith music. I know that scene, <gasps> but, but I, I I feel like there's something to the the sand isn't real that we're not getting. I'm just I I'm thinking more about it as. Like they're in heaven or like in an alternate life. Why would he just say, this isn't real? And does anybody else, did it irk anybody else's pickle when Meredith said, Derek, I miss you? And he said, I know. No, but he said it as in like, I, I'm with you. Like, I How know that I you miss, miss you, you too, but honey he was buns. Saying- <laughs> I don't think that's what he called her ever, but like. <laughs> if he said I- honey bunnies, that'd be a <laughs> shock. I miss you too. I love you too. Like. I know. No, but I took it as like, I'm with you. Like, I I can feel it. I know you miss me. That's how I took it. Because the way he looks at her, you cannot convince me that at some point there has been love (laughs) between those two. I don't think there was love between those two. (laughs) Okay, well, he is an amazing actor because... I mean, I think they, I think they love uh, each other. Obviously, as like, he's the most amazing actor on planet Earth. Well, but, but I'm saying, I think there's a lot of love, like mutual love and respect for each other. And the way he looks at her. I agree. There's something to that look. That smile, uh, the eyes watering. Uh, and then she runs to him and she face plants like hard. I know. I, I didn't get that. I was just like, didn't she not fall? I wasn't ready for it, but I did laugh out loud. And then she says, she goes, I hate you. And he goes, you love me. And God knows I love you. That was so sweet. Why are you not into that? I don't know. I, the fall really threw me. The moment was, was jarred by that fall for me. I was like, Okay, but here's my theory and my fear. Okay. Meredith has COVID. She cannot get to Derek to hug him because she's still alive. We can all agree on this, right? The that's, reason why that's she's That's how not- I took it is, is the rules of limbo. You know, she's in limbo. She's between. Yeah. She cannot we get can- to him because she's still tethered to the world. Exactly. And so she's not going to be able to get to him. Mm-hmm. And we're going to know she's alive as long as she's not able to get to him. And they probably had to I'm, decide, what do we do? Do we have her uh, hit an invisible barrier? As she runs to him, he keeps getting farther away. What do we do? And they decided that she trips and falls. Yeah, like she can't get to him. That's why she tripped. And really, we don't want her to get to him. Because if we get to him, it's bye-bye Meredith and all of her kids are orphans. So my fa- oh. they're not going to be orphans. She has like 400 family members that can I'm take care saying. of her. It'd be sad for mom to go. Yeah. yeah. Right after sad. dad left. Yeah. Right. But I'm nervous that it's going to be a moment where Meredith go like we see that her in the OR things aren't going well and then she goes into the dream and she's able to get to him. That's how we find out something not so good has happened. They can't kill off Meredith. They can do whatever they want. They have done whatever they want. Yeah, and, I, and by the way, I'm fine with it as long as the show keeps going. 
Oh, it's that's Grey's interesting. Anatomy. I, I, Grey. I, and you know what? I used to care about that. In fact, when they brought in Lexi, I thought that's how they were going to do it. They were going to transition Ellen Pompeo out and keep Lexi Grey as the new Grey of Grey's Anatomy. And then they killed her. But I don't care anymore. I just want to keep going to Seattle Grace every Thursday night. Or whatever it's well, called. Well, it's actually now. Grace Loan Memorial Grace Loan now, Memorial. Mark. But, I mean, welcome to 2020. Yikes. Okay. Well, that's my theory on what By could happen. By the way, I just watched that episode where they go down in the plane crash. Oh, okay. And that is a hard episode to get through, let me tell you. I was I, like, yeah, I need to watch some happy days after this it's weird that you watch like the most devastating episodes <laughs> i didn't mean to it's just kind of going in order on my netflix and that was the next one that came and then i was like watching meredith uh tie up Derek's arm oh, with the safety yeah. pin and i was just like I can't, i'm not well okay this is the last thing i'll say about it i don't mind if they if she has these dreams the whole season <laughs> like i don't care how they do it to keep patrick dempsey on i am on board with any wild crazy idea they come up with i'm on board with that too but you know what i really i what i really need is some on-call room action with who though A- anybody no with who joe and and avery okay same I'm joe and that. jackson uh give me some more schmidt and nico no see that's where i gotta stop you look I love it. I'm all for inclusion. I'm all for, I love that they're the first gay male couple in Grey's Anatomy history. It's fantastic, and I'm all for it. I am so bored with those two, and I know he's coming on the show, and I won't say this when he's here, but I need different things to happen to those two. It's just been, they've been stuck, they're in limbo. They're more limbo than Meredith is. They've been in this weird limbo for a year, and I'm over it. Date other people. Go on to other things. Listen, I'm with you, Mark, and I was actually going to... We have Jake Borelli on the show in a little bit, and I was going to say, tell him that I'm going to need his... I'm going to need him to have a, you know, a storyline. Yes. Because if... Yeah, he does, and, yeah. and I need him to move on from Nico, or I need them to get together, Nico, to figure it out, because if, if, uh, if Schmidt was my friend and he was asking what he should do, I would say, you deserve better. What are you doing? Why are you waiting around? Why are you letting him play you like this? Tell him all this stuff. This is good stuff. I'm going to. Because so right I'm now gonna... it feels like the writers don't want to get rid of them, but they also don't know what to do with them. That's what it feels like right now. Listen, you make a point. You make a point that I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I was a little blind to. <laughs> Anyways. Because there's not any couples for me to like root for. It's like, who else am I going to root for? I know, but I think they're built. I mean, I think, listen, they gave us Derek and Meredith scenes. Like, I am content right now as long as those happen i would i'm down to see jackson and joe have have a blooming romance me too i am for that come on 2021 yeah um so anyways we actually are gonna bring jake borelli in and we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back with him Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. 
Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's gift finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's gift finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung Smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking, and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could. I mean, she is literally like my Whoa. hero, my shiro. Yeah. Shiro, for my shiro. sure. That's amazing. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending my mom farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And we got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so that you can send some too. Here's why we love the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick a delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code SCRUBBING for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code SCRUBBING. Books.com promo code SCRUBBING. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I feel like therapy, in all seriousness, it wasn't something I ever knew I needed until I started doing it. And I realized how much of an impact it had on my entire life. I think the thing with therapy that's so good is I think that everybody has an ego. We all think that our way is the right way and it's the only way when in reality there is no right or wrong way. And I think therapy really opened me up to that. Like I'm playing therapist in some of my relationships. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. How, that's how much therapy has helped me. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash scrubbing today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash scrubbing. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff. 
with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Um, we are so excited you're back. We're, I, I have just a lot to talk oh. about with you. I mean, just so excited we didn't scare you off. Oh my gosh, <laughs> no. I had such a blast last time and then bumping into you guys at... Other- oh yeah. <laughs> no, this is- I miss events. I know. Bumping into you at events. I know, this damn pandemic. We can't see each other and hang out, but... This is good. This is good. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, that was aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I just turned it off. Um, okay, so we're just going to do a quick intro and then we'll get into everything. All right. We are so excited to welcome back. It's basically a holiday here. <laughs> it is. When when there's a Grey's cast member on the podcast, it is essentially, it's a scrubbing in holiday. For sure. Um, we have Jake Borelli back in the OR. I'm excited. I'm excited to be back. We we're so happy to have you back. Um, we were saying that it's such a huge, you know, it's such a huge deal for us when we have Grey's Anatomy cast members on, and it's even a it's a it's a bigger deal that you have already been on, and then we're willing to come back <laughs> because yes. we get very fangirly. Yes. And so we feel like we scare everyone a little bit, but we're like, well, we got, we got the podcast. (laughs) Might never see him again. Well, you guys got to understand I'm a huge fan of the show too. So it's like, I don't often get to like fangirl with the people that I work with because we're like, (laughs) right. Because you got to play it cool when you're on set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So it's like nice to hang out with you guys and fangirl (laughs) over this thing that I happen to be on as well. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean... I, I will never forget, I saw you at an event shortly after you did the podcast, and, you know, even though I had just talked to you and met you and did the podcast with you, I was like, oh my god, there's Jake, <laughs> and you were so nice and remembered me, and then you introduced me to, ter- um, I'm like, bl- JC, yeah, yeah. who plays Dr. Helm, and then she ended up being on our uh, first ever live show. Yes. Up in San Francisco, our, right? Or Bay Area yeah. or something? Yeah. 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 She had a blast about with that. It was really <laughs> fun. We had a great day. We did two live shows and then, you know, yeah. the uh, pandemic hit. Oh. And so that got cut short quickly. But it's just so, it's so nice to know that you're so great in real life, uh, you know? Well, <laughs> her and I were at that event and we saw you from afar and we were like, should, should we go up? I, I can introduce you, I guess. I don't know. I, should we go up? Should we go? So like, <laughs> trust me, it's mutual. <laughs> that makes me feel cool. Um, <laughs> so Grace just started back. We talked about this before you got, you got here. Okay. Um, I need to know what, what they're going to do for your character, because I don't feel like you're getting the storyline that you deserve. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And I'm very frustrated with, um, Nico because he needs to make up his mind. And my whole thing I was saying earlier is that 
if I was friends with Levi Schmidt and he was like, hey, I'm dating this guy. He broke up with me because he doesn't, you know, he chose his career over me, whatever. But he keeps coming back and he's like wanting to hook up and it'd be fun. I'd be like, you deserve better than this. I agree. (laughs) I love (laughs) Levi so much. And if he was my friend, I would give him that advice too. But then I'm also like, I've been in a scenario like scenarios like this. And it's like when you love someone or you, mm-hmm. and, and we got to remember, this is his first love and this is his first mm-hmm. queer relationship. And there's, it, it means an incredible amount to him. And so I've been in situations like this where it's like my, my, my logic or my judgment um, comes second to what my heart wants. You know what I mean? You know, Selena Gomez said it best when she said the heart wants what it wants. And that's what I got to say. And right now, <laughs> you know, Levi's heart wants a little bit of Nico Kim. But I will say he stood up for himself at the end of last season, which I cheered for when it happened. And I loved it. And, uh, you know, then the pandemic hit and that changed everything for everybody. So yeah, right. I think, I think, you know, we got to support Levi and root for Levi, but then we also got to understand he's he's going through some hard stuff and maybe he needs a little comfort. I, listen, <laughs> I get it, but I want I want a new hot guy to come in. Oh, and- don't we all? I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like swoop you like well, yeah. he only has eyes for you. And then Nico sitting there being like, but wait, <laughs> that's what I need. I would love that. Yeah. Make Nico like- jealous a little bit. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I would be and down. I. I agree. It's it's so unfortunate that the truth is that even when we're not treated how we're supposed to be treated, we still long for the person who's hurting totally. us. Totally. Oh, it's and here's fair. another little story that you guys might like because that episode where um, where Levi finally stands up to, for himself, and then the breakup actually ends up happening because he he keeps saying, "I I keep asking for your for you to um, talk to me, just talk to me," and uh, and and yeah. Nico can't that scene as i said i was i was so excited that believe i was finally voicing where he was coming from and finally sort of drawing a boundary and so as an actor i was excited to see that and kevin mckid was directing um owen hunt you know and and he was sort of talking me through the scene and and then um he there there was a moment at the end of it where um i i was giving a little bit of hope that like the the relationship would continue and Owen, or I mean, uh, Kevin McKidd was literally like, let's do one where you, um, where you agree with him. And you say, y- you just sort of agree, like we should be breaking up at this point. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, cool. And as we filmed it, I started crying and I started like being like overcome with this thing inside me and that I was like, what is going on? And Kevin McKidd was like, what's going on with you? Like, what's happening? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like for the first time I'm grieving this relationship as Levi and it was like that just showed me exactly how intense Levi felt about Nico Kim oh that would be I could never do what you do it It shocked me I would be um like I can't even deal with these emotional situations as Tanya myself like I couldn't imagine having to channel it for somebody else and how oh it would be I would I would not sleep it was wild it freaked me out a little bit that has to be such a satisfying moment though as an actor to have that kind of moment where you become the character you're playing like you feel the emotions of what that character is going through because I feel like it'd be very hard to 
separate real life from you know well it probably like it probably triggered something from a past relationship or something you know what i mean like i feel like that's what i think these characters are so they're so universal and love is such a universal thing i feel like everybody's probably experienced something like that you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and so that's why we all can kind of you know be in your situations and all the great like we all relate to a gray's character because we've all been in those situations before you know totally and usually as an actor i come at things first from like a cerebral level you know what i mean and i'm just like okay technically what has to happen in this scene technically where does the character need to go how do i you know bring things in my life to support that and that was one of the one of the bigger moments with my relationship with levi where it it sort of did me and it wasn't cerebral and then you have this entire season season 17 where it's all about the pandemic and we're in the pandemic ourselves you're in the pandemic i'm in the pandemic and it's like so much of this year has just been expressing how we're feeling through these characters because we're all literally going through this also yeah just on a side note kevin mckinn yes. is he cool in oh my life? god he's so freaking cool i love kevin i'm like a little I... creepy when it comes to kevin because i want to like i, I want to be his friend he like oh <laughs> uh, i want to like yeah yeah I want to be his friend. That okay, makes, that makes me happy. We struggle I, with Owen I as can't a character. With Owen. Like, oh my god! No, like, I want Owen. nothing to do with him. The fact that he cheated on Christina Yang seasons ago, I You're can't holding get past that grudge. It and, well, he got yeah, he, he yeah. sort of got you know tit for tat with uh, Teddy. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love Kevin McKidd though. He's great, and he directs okay. like so many of our episodes too. I know. I need to be able to separate Owen and Kevin. <laughs> yeah, because we don't want to just like one time, one day Kevin McKidd might come on the podcast. We can't be like, oh, you, you why got you yeah, you to get Kevin <laughs> like, on why here. You, you got to get Kevin on here. You'll fall in love. It'll be great. Um. Okay. Since you said you're a fan of the show, did you know anything about the Derek Meredith reunion? I had no idea. <laughs> No way. So no Zero one knew. Idea. Oh, some people knew, but not a lot. And then I showed up at work and I was like, wait, you knew and I didn't know what's going on. How did who, who knew? Who didn't know? It was like the best kept secret. It was insane. I agree. Because like I read the scripts and it wasn't in the script. It like <laughs> I'm like I was shocked. Props to whoever is in charge. Is that Christopher? Christopher Vernoff and Ellen. Whoever kept that tight of a a, a tight knit situation, wow. I bless them because that was the shock of like that was just the most amazing cherry on top of anything. <laughs> and the fact that it was kept such a secret, like I would have been so bummed if TMZ wrote a story like McDreamy yeah, might yeah. be coming back to Grays, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. nothing like that leaked. It was, it was awesome. so tight. Krista Vernoff and Ellen Pompeo literally made this thing from scratch and they kept it on lock. It was, it's wild. That's Wait, wild. who on set knew? Like how did people oh, keep that a secret? That is wild. When I tell you like maybe five people knew, the, it's true like five people knew I I don't really know because I didn't even know it happened but like not a lot well, yeah probably they they filmed that on a beach so they didn't have to go to the OR yeah so I guess I mean everyone oh, who the- filmed it on the beach knew but they like they didn't know until they showed up to the beach and he was there and they're like oh okay I guess we're gonna Mike Patrick Dempsey here like and but here's so the thing rad. I know that those 
the that beach where they filmed that it's a private it's private oh my god beach. did you did you like, like pitch Malibu. a tent there just in case it happens yeah, are you Becca kidding just took it a dip, dip, i would dip. have <laughs> if i had known but what beach no maybe it? you it should keep like, the I mean, location under wraps I don't oh, okay. know where it is. I'm just guessing. This is funny because I literally just assumed Malibu because we're in LA, uh, but like, I actually have no idea. What if they like went Could've to been... Costa Rica to film it? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that, I just realized I had just in my head convinced myself it was Malibu because I feel like I was like, I know that beach, excuse me. Okay, I don't, I don't know the beach. Anyway, <laughs> I was just going to say, I feel like there were homes and maybe I'm making this up too. I felt like there were homes on the beach. So I'm like, there are a lot of homes on a lot of beaches uh, in Southern. <laughs> I'm saying the people who live in the homes. Be- Becca's literally going to get a boat. She's going to get a boat and just like go, all go up the coastline. Yeah, and see if she can <laughs> spot what it is. I'm gonna look like, look for Patrick Dempsey in a blue shirt and white pants. <laughs> I feel like those scenes have already been filmed. <laughs> You're right. They probably How did them all in one day. have you filmed so far? Oh, we filmed a handful. We're sort of filming a little out of order just because of COVID. Everything has to be, you know, very safe and very, so many different protocols, but we're about midway through, so. Um, Are you, like, what, when you, because when I said I, I, I need a storyline for you and you were like, okay, do you have, like, I just right he you know <laughs> yeah. well, I certainly know, I know. something. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, I mean there's going to be a lot for Levi this year and I think he's you know, he's had this huge like long arc. I guess his long arc is him coming into his power and coming into his confidence and I think mm-hmm. you know, just like in real life, we all got a big hit to our confidence with COVID and so I think you know, we're so going to see how that affects him for sure. Um and then you know, we have this little, you know, another wink towards Nico Kim and what happens with their relationship. And, you know, we've all been navigating relationships with, with boys and girls in, uh, in COVID and how it complicates things. And we'll see. Oh, preach it. <laughs> Wait, what can you tell us about Joe and Jackson? Oh, <laughs> steamy, isn't it? It's so I, steamy. Like- I didn't know I needed it. And now it's all I can yes, think about. Yes, truly. I mean, I mean, it's so steamy. And now that I'm her roommate, I feel like we might have some fun, cheeky Levi and Joe accent or action as well. Um, you know, gossiping about Jesse. We'll see. Jesse. Oh, I call him Jesse. <laughs> oh, it must be so hard to know everyone personally that you mix up their name. <laughs> Jesse, Kevin. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget. I went to this event and uh, Jesse Williams was there and my friend went up. She knows him and she goes, hi. (laughs) She's like, Jesse, this is Becca. And, you know, introduces me. Of course, I'm just like, oh, my God, you're everything in my head. And then she goes, yeah, she has she has a podcast based on Grey's Anatomy. And I was like, oh, oh. my cool you're like don't do me like that don't do me like that i was like i i do yeah (laughs) yeah you try to like downplay it a little bit i did this um uh so i was at this softball charity softball game and patrick dempsey was there (laughs) this was uh, pre-covid obviously and chris harrison and he are friends and chris harrison knows obviously about the podcast and everything and so he did the same thing kind of alley-ooped me to be like hey patrick this is my friend tanya she actually has a podcast called and i was just like (laughs) like i have no problem with words i could i could talk to a wall for five days and with patrick dempsey i was just like 
<laughs> yeah. And then I was like, are you going to catch the ball? Like, I just said something about softball. And I was just like, why didn't I pimp out the podcast? Like, come on. But but, but then I didn't know he was going to come back, obviously. Yeah. Right. <laughs> God, if I knew then what I knew now. Oh, that's how I Apparently was no I one knew. started on set. So don't worry. You're not alone. <laughs> Wait, this is the even creepier part. Is that like I wanted to play cool and I didn't want to be like, can I get a picture? Um, and so we were like walking back to our cars after the game. And uh, Patrick Dempsey and I were kind of like, walking up the stairs kind of in tandem not really talking obviously but just you know uh, on the same pace pa- pace and chris harrison was at the top of the stairs and was taking pictures of us walking <laughs> up i was like that is a solid friend right there to just really? like yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah i mean i'm just i love to hear you say their real names and then go oh i mean <laughs> <laughs> it happens all the time too i'm like it's hard to keep the world separate <laughs> i love it yeah well, I'm I'm just really I'm rooting for you. And listen, if 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 Schmidt and Nico work out, if Nico can get it together and be a good guy for Schmidt, I'm not opposed to the relationship. Like I love them together. See, I love that's a together. true friend right there. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I I'm here to give him a chance, but Becca is that friend in real yeah. life. Like she 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 gives it to you straight. She'll shoot it to you straight and she'll say you deserve better, but she'll say also Let's let's let them step yeah. up. Let's let them step That's it up. Good. And if they do, fully there. Well, it'd be different if he like cheated or did something where mm. I was just like, right, no. Right. But he's I just feel like he's struggling too with certain like I feel like he's struggling too with certain issues in his life. Mm. And with his parents and all this stuff. And I I feel like that's a very, it's tough when you're going through things like with your family or with other aspects in life outside of your relationship. And then you almost feel like you can't give a hundred percent to the relationship. And so you kind of have one foot in one foot out. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like that's where Nico is, but I also am like, all right, Levi, let's go move (laughs) on to the next hot. And that's the problem. I mean, (laughs) we want to, but it's a pandemic. How are you going to meet someone? Also Levi's a straight up doctor. Like he's like, how's he going to meet somebody else? But we'll see. True. There's someone from Station 19. <gasps> the guy, the, the guy from Station I 19. I know. Get me a strapping firefighter. I would. Oh, yeah. That we gotta we gotta petition Krista for that one. Yeah, I'm gonna send Krista a little tweet or something. We should DM. Her. <laughs> Is she on Instagram? Is she on Instagram? She yeah, she's on Instagram. We should DM her. Okay, but Tanya, we just <laughs> we gotta be. Cool. No, we don't. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's a great idea. We'll be like, what are the spoilers? He's like, nothing. I bet Krista gets so many DMs about. We'll just keep flooding them. Is it so scary? Is it scary when you get, like, when you do interviews like this or you do podcasts and you're talking about the show and obviously everyone wants to know what's happening, but you're, I mean, I, I feel like this would be the scariest show to not to maybe accidentally give a spoiler or something yeah i mean i definitely like want to spill the tea for sure but i'm also like all the fans who listen to this podcast they they want to be surprised you know what i mean like imagine if i spilled the tea about about Derek coming back like people would be so mad that they didn't get that wonderful surprise so it's like i also want people to still enjoy the ride you know what i mean so yeah, but like a little tease here and there is okay. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like they y'all are very tight-lipped about anything. In fact, we had Kim Raver on uh, two weeks ago, and 
she went to say she went to tell a story, but she was so like, oh wait, <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. I don't know if Literally, I'm giving anything away. That's what I'm doing in my head this whole time. I'm I like, know. Ooh, oh, should I say that word or I'll change that word? Okay, okay, perfect, perfect. It's crazy. I know. We welcome it. We welcome it. <laughs> well, Patrick Dempsey gave a little spoiler before this last episode when he went on. Well, it was he went on Ellen and he said something about uh, Meredith getting or having COVID before we found out yeah. that she had COVID. Oh. And so hard. everyone was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's hard. And it's also no, hard to like know, like because because you shoot some stuff and then some stuff airs right, and you're right, like you what's has aired. that aired yet has that uh, what's, <laughs> yeah. going, what's going on so yeah that can be difficult too um what's going on outside of Grey's Anatomy in your I life I know wait we I want to talk about the your movie the thing about oh, Harry yeah. oh, I love that movie you guys uh it's so cute did you guys watch it yet because it's oh it's adorable I love love freeform yes so like and it's like a straight up classic rom-com like we're not reinventing the wheel in that way the way that that it's fresh is that it's queer and it's like and it's not about coming out it's not about shame it's just like an adorable love story about two guys trying to like find love um you know we're young professionals in chicago i'm my character sam is like super into politics and um a little more uptight um, and very different from Levi too, which is super fun. And uh, oh, it's just such a good movie. You can watch it on Hulu. You can rent it on iTunes, um, Freeform, their, their app too. If you have like normal cable, it's so fun. <laughs> so many different ways I to know. watch it. And Karamo's in it from Queer, Queer Eye. And, uh, I love him. I know. Spoiler alert, he plays my boyfriend in parts of it, so... That was fun. Wow, that's a. You're like you saw that casting, and you're uh, like, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> um, that's so interesting. You say that about queer movies because I feel like they're all either based around like the coming out or shame or whatever, or they're just depressing and mm-hmm. somewhat you either they end up dying or they end up, you know, it's just not a happy ending. And it, there needs to be more movies like that where it's just you're watching. It's just a love story. And you're happy. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly and like, there's what this hope. is. And you know, there's drama in it and ups and downs. But sometimes I feel when people write queer stories, they say, oh, well, what's something that can happen to this queer character that we have? And they're like, well, let's, you know, coming out's dramatic. Let's do that. Let's have their, like, people not accept them or whatever, because that's traumatic. And it's like, well, we go through so many other dramatic things as well. So it's nice to see that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully there's more more of that. Yeah. You know. Um wait, I was gonna say something. Are you doing anything for Thanksgiving or are you what are I your plans? Not. I am staying in my apartment. I'm not seeing anybody. I kind of feel like everyone should be doing that. Especially in LA. Our numbers are skyrocketing. I'm like, do people not are people really not understanding we're in the middle of a pandemic? I can't. So I'm for sure just gonna stay in my apartment and I've been watching the great pottery throwdown on HBO. So I'll probably probably just keep watching that. Have you ever watched the great British break? Literally all the time. It's so good. The great pottery throwdown is the exact same show made by, I think the same people, but it's all potters and like arts. It's on Netflix. It's on uh, HBO max. That might be a new 
a new, a new venture for me. Incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I'll probably Zoom with my family for Thanksgiving too. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're doing we're keep we're keeping our household separate and just kind of doing it on Zoom. But it's funny because my um my sister and brother in law live in San Diego and they're like, You're the one living in LA, you're patient zero. <laughs> like you stay away from everybody. Uh, I'm like oh, I'm like, we should all stay away. I know it's hard. Yeah, I'm like, I yeah. get it. I totally do. Yeah. I'm like, it's I hard, know. but it's... you know, we gotta the numbers have to go back down. Yeah. I know. And I, we were talking about this so that it's just like we do feel like we've gone this far. Mm-hmm you know, and there's light at the end of the tunnel, you know, like stick see. with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, we love you so much. We love you so much. What you. else is going on? Like personally, oh. <laughs> like personally, professionally, whatever, like t- talk to us. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, not like a huge things personally, just a lot of, uh, you know, quarantining at home, zooming with my friends, uh, doing like, you know, jackpot games or whatever on uh you can you can play oh, yeah, that with each other and stuff like that. Um I zoom with my niece all the time, Margot, her name is her name, and she's two years old. She'll be two right around Christmas time. And so she'll I'll zoom her and she loves she like knows me as the person in the phone now because they're in Chicago and she'll walk around the house and the, the, the camera's like going like this and like she'll like take me on little adventures around her house and I'm like okay so I'll just sit here on the couch for like an hour with Margo on the phone. <laughs> I was gonna ask what's the um the protocol with working right now especially on a set because for me I have like a little quarantine pod of people that I see mm-hmm. um and obviously it's like I'm with Tanya right now. We do the podcast together and then my sister lives with me. And, but what's it like? Are you, are they required? Like, do you have very little freedom just because you're responsible and you're going on set and what's it like right now? I mean, they've been really diligent about protocols and about keeping everybody safe. And I think just as a company of actors and people that are working together all the time and are really grateful to be working, which a lot of people yeah, are right yeah. now. I think we're all just on a personal level taking it very, very seriously. So, um, you know, I'll go in and work and then I'll come home and I'll chill by myself as much as humanly possible. And, um, you know, JC Elliott, who's also on the show, is one of my best friends. So I'll see her because she's in that pod. Um, A couple, the, the great thing is because of all the Station 19 crossovers, they're technically in our pod too. So I'll, I'll hang with some of the yeah. Station 19 people, um, which is great. But, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm just personally holding myself accountable to, um, you know, be as safe as possible outside of work. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's obviously the responsible and nice thing to <laughs> yeah. do We're just, when you're working with so many yeah, people. Yeah, all trying to protect each other. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Because, you, I mean, it's true. It's like you, I didn't, because, I, so we're, um, I only, I see, I do the podcast with Becca and then for, for the morning show, I do the radio show by myself here in, in my apartment. So I'm really just, it's pretty close, yeah. close, close set. Um, but I, when I worked the people's choice awards I, and there was, you know, people behind the cameras and then there's a producer and there, you know, there was a lot of people around and you do, you feel more responsible yeah. because there are people that are around you, you know, like we can't wear masks when you're hosting. So it's like, you're, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to like, really, there's this sense of just trying to be, as diligent to keep everybody as safe as possible. Yeah. And you never want to be the person who shuts down an entire production and has everyone not be able to work. And like, um, 
I just feel like a huge sense of responsibility. And I know everybody else who's working there does too. And I think it's, you know, one of the huge reasons why we've been so safe too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, and plus y'all are hearing from actual like people in the medical field of what it looks like right now. So I think you have even more insight to what's going on that probably makes you you know, take it a little more serious, a little more aware than the rest yeah. of us. Yeah. Do. And we have, you know, we have real doctors and real nurses on set who are trying to keep us safe, but also telling us how it really is out there. And I think people, mm-hmm. people are tired. And because of that, they are underestimating just how awful this disease is. And so, yeah, you know, yeah. if I have any two cents, I would say like, God, please stay home. Please wear a mask all the time. Like it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm just thankful that y'all are back on my screen. <laughs> I am seriously, it was just like the gift of knowing that you, it was good. There was just some normalcy that on Thursday night I was going to be with my best friends in the yes. hospital. Good. It feels oh, good. I'm glad you're <laughs> loving it. There's, oh, there's so much more that I want to talk to you guys about. I can't <laughs> wait for more episodes to air. I mean, come on back. <laughs> yeah. I'll be here on this come, couch. Come on back. Yeah, happy to have you. Every Monday we do this. <laughs> no, it's so true, really, whenever you want oh, to. You. But um, I really can't wait to see what happens with Levi Schmidt. And I hope that y'all, you personally stay safe. And obviously, um, thank you for coming back on. Yeah, we and love you thank so you. much. I love you guys, too. I can't wait for us to be able to be in the same room together again. <laughs> I know. I know one day, one day soon, soon. It's yes, soon. Yes. I feel it. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. Jake. Bye guys. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. I love Jake Borelli. Oh. What's not to love? Need his, I need, his, I need them to give him justice on grace. I think it's cool that we have had so many grace cast members on this show. They were just like, yeah, Jake Borelli's on today. We'll get to him right after this. You know, we didn't even make yeah, a big like, deal that like a grace person on used to be like a holiday. Now it's like just another week. Just another week. That's well, what happens when you're a two-time winning People's Choice Award, <laughs> one-time losing People's Choice Award podcast. Okay, but here's the thing. Jake's been on before, so the fact that he came back is even cooler. That is a like good the sign. fact that he's like Oh, and you know we're having somebody else come back. Oh yeah. We do. I don't know if we should say cuz I don't know if she's 100% locked. Yeah, let's you gave it away that's a she. I think you've said and, enough. A okay. previous Grey's female may be yeah. coming on again soon and we're very excited about it. But, <laughs> excited about it and I just have to say too that I'm just so happy that I feel like it's like 2005 again with Grey's Anatomy because I feel like every time I look at a gossip site there's a Grey's story which uh, just makes me happy me too agreed but why are you complaining so much about it then what do you mean you in that last segment or the segment before Jake Becca was so excited about all these different things you're like eh mm, she fell in the sand eh she's like so poo poo you were very poo pooey this last episode was uh, was not my favorite. I'm not. It's only been think. three. <laughs> the first two were strong as hell. Third one a little sonsy. See, I, and this kind of takes me back I to for four. my old feelings about Grey's. Was like, if there was a good Derek and Meredith scene, I was, I was like, that was a good episode. And I think them adding the music, it was just a gift personally for me as a Meredith fan. Anyway. I used to watch YouTube videos with, uh, like, um, 
collage scenes of them with like a oh, sad no. with like a sad romantic song in the background you know what i should get i should get a gray's anatomy uh ornament for my tree oh yeah i don't have one of those let's do it yeah you know who you i know miss what april kepner me too wait I, did y'all see did y'all see that she said it was really sad to watch gray's because she feels like it's like watching your family move on or something I without you that. but i i oh, miss i watched the show and i miss her i feel like she really added something with her character me too she did i mean i, I if, if they would bring april arizona christina christina and callie <laughs> Okay, so everyone. <laughs> wait, and Alex. Oh, Alex, that's too soon. Um, wait, I think I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna get like a stethoscope. Okay, just a little a mini or a one? syringe or something. Okay. Just to put it on there. You know what's actually really funny is I was um, posting videos over the weekend about my you know my Christmas decorating. Yeah. And I showed my ornaments, and a lot of the Scrub Sisters wrote me and were like, "Is that the? Uh, are those the ornaments that Red Star gave you last year? Because oh, I think I, I mentioned one of them that. specifically." Yeah. And I was like, wow, you guys remembered. That is, made me like warm my heart. I was like, yeah, they, that, those are the exact ones. And this year I have a menorah in my apartment. Wow. Don't know how to use it, but I will <laughs> figure year, that out. New you. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to get to some emails. <laughs> in case you didn't know before we started all the Grey's Anatomy things. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it works that way. A lot. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> well, I, I always like to say it just so that people <laughs> feel thought of. Okay, that's After nice. The fact. Thank you. Fine. Maybe one last angry comment. All right. <laughs> this is from Brittany. I've been with my boyfriend for a year. I'm 28. He's 33. He treats me how I've never been treated, and I love him dearly. Recently, I've been thinking about how much I feel like he's the one for me, although there is one problem. Our sex life is not good, even though we have so much chemistry. I've been feeling a void in the relationship lately sexually, and it feels like sometimes it affects other aspects of the relationship without me even consciously realizing it. I'm in this wonderful relationship. It's so mind-boggling and frustrating to me that we haven't been able to get there in the bedroom, and I worry for the future that we won't, and it could be our demise. Our communication is very open about all of this, and we have said this to one another. My question is, what would you do in this situation? Any advice helps. You know, they say, I'm just, just an expression I'll throw in here. They say that when there's good sex in a relationship, it's 20% of the relationship. But if it's bad sex, it's 80% of the relationship because you're both always thinking about it and putting this pressure on yourselves. But go ahead. I don't, I mean... This one's hard. I don't really know what if it's just that the sex is bad or if it's what. Well, what struck me in the email, she says we haven't been able to get there. That's what I was going to say. Which feels significant. Yeah, because if you're wondering if he, if he's not able to get there. Um, Hold on, it's we're not, don't put this on him. I'm saying it. I don't know if she's meaning like. Things aren't able to happen because things aren't happening. You know what I'm saying? Right, like the fire hydrant. We don't have isn't. enough information. Okay, we don't know. We don't know. I That was just my thought. Okay, we don't know. Whatever it is, it's things are not happening. Well, either it's or. Either one of them is not. That's what I'm saying. There. Either she's not able to get into right. it or he's not able to get into Correct. it. Or, or maybe they're both. Yeah. yeah. 
I remember we had, um, was it like a relationship or was she a specifically a sex therapist? Do you remember this? Sexolo- I feel like we had a sexologist or something. Yeah. And she was saying it's so common for couples to have this problem and then it becomes this thing where it's in their head and they have anxiety about it because they're thinking about it yeah. so much that they're never able to fix it. And I think personally, because you're already communicating with each other and you're very open with each other, which I think is a big part of a solution because a lot of people just don't talk about it and they feel angry or hurt or whatever it is. I think maybe you talk to someone who's a professional in that area and see if there's ways that they're able to help you try things that maybe you haven't tried yet to be able to work together in the bedroom. Yeah. And you know what? I also have a suggestion as well, because I think um, I'm going to go there, but try doing things yourself to yourself, because I think sometimes we don't even know our own bodies. Like look at your vagina in a mirror see like what it looks like touch yourself sorry is that gross no, too much? Yes, i think that's absolutely right but like see what feels good to you because i think sometimes we don't even explore our own bodies mm-hmm. and then you just expect somebody else to like know what to do you know what i yeah. mean like you could maybe guide him or you can figure out for yourself what feels good then you can maybe guide him a little bit more and then maybe like take the pressure off just be like let's just explore ourselves for a week or so or whatever and then like just take the pressure off I think too there is something about like your mind can get the best of you yeah um if you're just putting too much pressure you know it's like everybody says when you're trying to have a baby and you're just trying 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 and then the minute you adopt you like get pregnant you know right I think a lot of times too I I think people are hesitant or scared to try different things whether it's like you getting a vibrator and like not being scared to take care of yourself and show him what you like, like Tanya said, and figuring out what both makes you feel good. And also don't discount like making out and don't like the beginning parts of sex and right. you know, the, the parts that lead up to it are fun and, and can be so um, easy going without having all the pressure of just like sex. Yeah. And also I, I just maybe don't want you to give up. Cause I'm like, this, this guy's amazing. He sounds awesome. Yeah, he sounds amazing. And he sound, seems so happy. I feel like this is something that you can, that you can figure out. Yeah. I I'm, think I'm optimistically hopeful. I think you will get there. Um, we've had a lot of sexologists on the different podcasts. So let me see if I can co- cobble together different advice from those. But I do think that at 28 and 33, they kind of know what does it for them and what doesn't. I don't know if they need to explore at that age. I think that they've been there, I assume. But on a guy's behalf, I don't think there's anything more exciting than for you to tell him exactly what gets you there. Because that's great. We don't, you're a puzzle to us in many ways. And that would be very exciting for him, I think. My advice is to set an amount of time, like maybe it's a month, where you do not have any intercourse. You do all kinds of other stuff. You do anything else you want, but you stay away from that because you can explore each other that way. You can build back to it, and it takes some of the pressure off, especially if he's having any difficulties. It's going to take the pressure off. Dr. Oz was telling us once about the amygdala. That's the part of the brain that needs to be turned off to enjoy yourself in bed. And if the woman is thinking about all the things she needs to do, or it's the kids, or it's um, her job, or whatever it is, she can't enjoy herself. And if he's thinking about, uh uh-oh, it's not working the way it's 
supposed to be working and it didn't work last time. I hope it works this time and all that stuff. He can't enjoy himself. The only way to get that turned off is to remove the pressure somehow. And I think if you take that part out of it for 30 days or whatever it is, I think it's going to help you guys relax and then just enjoy each other without any pressure. Yeah. I like Tanya said, I feel hopeful for you. I think you're happy. I think he, he's the type of guy that you want to be with. And like Mark said, once you get this figured out, sex really isn't as big of a deal in a relationship as you sometimes think it is until it's like a problem. Mm, yeah. I right. have quotes up, you know, like, but it's something to work on and y'all are, you know, in the right direction just by being able to be open and communicative with each other. Try sensual massage. Absolutely. I think yeah. that's great advice. Even well, though you, why was the accent? Yeah, you said it weird. <laughs> sensual massage? Yeah, you said that weird, but I do think uh-huh. that's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up, this is from Anonymous. Oh, boy. Oh, A guy friend of mine from college reached out to me on social media. We haven't seen or spoken to each other since our college days, which was 14 years ago. Recently, he told me his wife and he have been separated since January. I went through my own divorce four years ago, and he was asking me for advice. Since then, we haven't stopped talking to one another. The texts, the phone calls, the FaceTimes, they're very flirty in nature, and I'm starting to have feelings for this guy. I'm very interested in pursuing this relationship, but he technically isn't divorced yet. What do I do? Do I tell the guy how I'm feeling about him and bring up my concerns, or do I continue to allow myself to fall for him and pursue this relationship? Well, I mean, I think we all know where I stand on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Tanya? Um, You know what's interesting is when I started dating Red Star, he was separated, not divorced. But it was obviously, it was, I I just think divorce takes a long time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, there was a lot of time that led up to all of these things. And it was just a matter of paperwork, getting things, you know, finalized, figured out, yada, yada, yada. That being said... If I knew, I mean, it's hard to say if I knew na- knew then what I knew now, if I would have done things differently, probably. But at the same time, like, I knew that that was the intention and I knew we were going to get there. You know what I mean? So, and if that, if you're talking to this guy and that is his intention and he's going to get there, it's just a matter of paperwork and figuring all that stuff out. Then yeah, you should absolutely tell him, you know what I mean? Because I think for me, I was just falling, like I was falling for somebody and I was just... I knew that it was a, there was a means to an end. It's not easy. Would it have been better had I met him after papers were signed? Of course. But it's like sometimes it doesn't happen that way. And you just kind of have to roll with the punches. Yeah. I, I definitely think, though, that you, you know, with the fact that y'all are texting and calling and FaceTimes and you can feel that they're very flirty, I think you definitely have uh, every right to ask him, like, you know, where he's, what he's feeling. Cause if it's too soon for him, if he's like maybe not ready to get into something again, that's probably something you'd want to know about. And you don't want to, you know, continue to grow feelings for him when he's not even ready for the next relationship. And he's just kind of having fun being single and, you know, able to do that with you. So I, I would, I definitely think for the sake of your heart and being able to, you know, protect yourself, I think you should be able to ask him kind of like, do you see this going somewhere? That's or super important, being super, super vocal about your intentions and when you're at, where you're at because I was that the entire way. Like, mm-hmm. I was never bashful about wanting to be in a serious, committed relationship, what I want in the future, X, Y, Z. Like, I shared that on the first date. 
<laughs> yeah, she shared her dear future husband journal. Yeah. But I, I really do think it's it's fair for you to share what what you're looking for and what you're you know hoping for, and then then he can make the decision knowing Correct. where you're at. Correct. Because if he's not ready, that's okay. But it's it's fair you know, for both of you that way. I guess it depends on what the terms of the separation are. Like, I think when you're separated, you're allowed to date. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's pretty much universally acknowledged. But Tanya's situation was separated and in the process of the divorce, which does take a long time. But there are plenty of separations that have not begun that process. And I'm sure Anonymous's fear is that she doesn't want to play a role in whether or not that marriage ultimately ends. You don't want oh. him to file oh. because he's found something in Anonymous. You know, I think she wants to tread lightly because she doesn't want to push him in a direction or anything like that. And I could be reading into it. I don't know. But I do think it's okay to be open with him about your feelings. And I'm sure he's feeling the same way. And he's probably conflicted as well. It's just important to get a gauge of what's really happening in that marriage. Are they still talking? Are they in couples therapy? Are they trying to work things out? That sort of thing. Because if they are, then I might want to tread lightly. Yeah, that's a really good point. There's a lot of couples who have gotten separated and maybe they thought it was going in the direction, but they were able to work things out. So I agree with you on that, Mark. I would check in and see what's going on, because you don't want to be the cause of a marriage failing if there was intentions of it. It's just going to get messy. That's a good point. My parents separated when I was uh, nine or ten and they were separated for eight months and they got back together and they've now been together for 54 years. Wow. So yeah. if somebody would have come along in those eight months and really swept my dad off his feet, that could have been a real problem for our family. Right, right. Yeah. It's a good point. It is a good point. But then it's like you look at, I have, I know friends that uh, they've been separated now for two and a half, almost three years, but the divorce is just just so gnarly that there's just like back and forth and this and that. And like, it's going to probably be another at least another year of fighting mm-hmm, it out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but they're, that they are moving towards that. You know what I mean? Like it's done. They are moving that way, but it's like, sometimes it's these processes just take a long time. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I do think take care of yourself, ask him what, what, what's going on with him and then express yourself and what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, really just, you know, we're out here doing things, giving, giving <laughs> advice. We sure are. Hey, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? What's the plan? Um, I am, I was going to go, uh, to Florida to see my parents, but with the, you know, numbers rising with COVID and stuff, I'm going to stay put in LA, uh, might do something with, uh, 95p might do something with my sisters the next day you know a little family giving so we'll see I'm just I'm gonna be here <laughs> yeah it's it, like that's kind of how I mean we're not playing necessarily I mean Thanksgiving's like in a few days so we know we're doing that for that but for Christmas we're kind of playing that by ear because you, we don't know day to day like what's gonna be happening it just sucks I'm like do we drive to Louisiana <laughs> it's like a day a day full 24 hours that's what yeah, it says one know. day I don't, I don't know. know. Um, but yeah, I'm going to attempt to make a sweet potato casserole. So it's been successful every year I've tried. So here's to hoping for another 
success. But I did hear there was a shortage of marshmallows, which oh, is a big no. part of my recipe. <laughs> so if 2020 couldn't get worse. Maybe there's a shortage of marshmallows. <laughs> and why? I don't know. that You just you hear news. You just kind of go, all right. It's fine. <laughs> we'll figure yeah, it out. roll with it. <laughs> yeah, you got to roll with it. Um, so, yeah. So what are y'all doing, Mark? Uh, we're going to Palm Springs. I, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but um, Christmas is going to look a lot like Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, I hate to tell you that, but it's going to be I know, possibly I know. worse than Thanksgiving in terms of raw I numbers. Uh, we're driving out to Palm Springs. My parents live in Tucson. We normally go there, but we're going to meet in Palm Springs. We got an Airbnb. My parents are staying at a hotel. We're going to do Thanksgiving dinner in the backyard of our Airbnb from Whole Foods. So we, as we're driving out of town, we'll go to Whole Foods, grab the Thanksgiving dinner. We'll just eat it outside, masked with my parents because, you know, God forbid. And then uh, and that'll be yeah. that. Like we've already told my kids, no hugging your grandparents. I'm sorry, but you can't. It's- That's what I'm doing with my, I'm, we're kind of all keeping to our households. So everyone's just staying in their households, but I'm going to go to my parents mm-hmm. um, and do it out in the backyard with masks. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're, you know, going to get to see your family, yeah. Mark. Yeah, I'll see my Looks. parents. That'll be nice. My sister will not be coming yeah. down from Seattle. But, oh. you know, it's it's something. You know, yeah. next year. Next yeah. year. 21 is going to be yeah. great. Great. Mm-hmm. All this Joyous. vaccine news every day, it's been really, really good and hopeful and the light at the end of the tunnel that we all need. I agree. And it's like, I feel like, it was funny, I was talking to my sister about it the other day, and we're like, we've made it, I feel like we've made it through so far that there is light at the end of the tunnel now. So it's like, why would we loosen up now? You know what I mean? Like, let's just hunker down and get through this because I feel hopeful. I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, on that hopeful note, um, I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving, however you're doing it. And if you're alone and you're, you're not able to see your family or friends or whatever, and you live alone, Go on the Facebook group. Maybe we'll start a thread where people can share and be a part with each other just to be there for one another. Because this is a, you know, it's going to be a very lonely time for some people. The holidays in general, I think, are tough for a lot of people. And Mm -hmm. this year doesn't help at all. So let's just try to remember that this, especially this week of just being kind to one another and being there for each other and um, helping where you can and um yeah i hope you all have a great week we'll be back next monday per usual can't wait and we can't wait <laughs> i think i'm gonna do a like a a 24 hour um shutdown of my phone oh yeah i've never done that before so let's see if I, how many hours i can actually do <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> but i think i'm gonna do it on saturday because i come back i'm coming back here on friday t- i have an interview for jingle ball as see behind you mm-hmm. um so i'm doing some stuff on friday for work and then i think i'm gonna try and shut off my phone friday night till saturday night that's a thrill can't wait to hear how it goes let's see let's see how many hours i last <laughs> do i think you can do 24 hours it's one day so? yeah friday night to saturday night yeah full shutdown full shutdown Oof. you'll be okay no cheating well, and so we'll be back with that riveting news of how that goes <laughs> next week. If you ever needed a teaser, there she is. There she is. Um, we love you all. Thank you all for, you know, encouraging us, supporting us. Doing life with us. Doing life with us. We love you, and we'll be back next week. Bye.
Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 Seeds infused tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. Yes. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm late. I'm late. Three very important days. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.